All right, Ron. Our next guest is really someone we found just because of building relationships. Yeah, I mean, you know, we were, gosh, I think the first time we met him, we were standing waiting for doors to open at FHL, and we just kind of hit it off and had a really good conversation. Yeah, yeah. And, and Jason here, he's the founder of the Six Figure Agency, and we knew right away after we talked to him that he needed to come on our show. So what do you say? Let's get to it. Have you ever wondered how highly successful entrepreneurs think? So did we. So we asked hundreds of entrepreneurs a very simple question. If they had perfect hindsight, what advice would they give themselves? I am Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. Join us on our journey implementing and sharing all of our learnings while we hack our hindsight along with our guest hindsight to give us all better foresight. Listen along the way as we find and unlock their secrets that made them successful through hidden traffic, joint ventures, and much, much more. This is Hindsight Hack. All right, welcome everybody back to another episode of Hindsight Hacking. And today we are joined by the one and only Jason Uliberry. He is the founder of Virtuous Industries and that company has been around since 2016 and it's a digital marketing agency. So if you need it digitally, Jason will do it for you. But just because he's only been in business for this one since 2016, he has been in the sales and digital marketing space for the last 20 years. So we are blessed today to have Jason join us and we can't wait to all learn more from you, Jason. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey guys, what's going on? Thanks for having me. Jason, uh, I, I'm excited since, uh, you know, we got to know each other at FHL not too long ago and we kind of yeah. developed a really cool connection there. Uh, okay. But for our listeners that haven't heard of you, or your company, can you give them a little quick backstory? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so I got into digital marketing back in the recession, I guess, um, doing it myself was when I officially learned how to do uh, web design and SEO. And, and at the time it was, uh, you know, it was AdWords. It wasn't really it's Google ads now, but um, basically I needed work. So I cross trained out of the industry that I was in, which was plumbing supplies. Uh, I was doing plumbing supplies all the way back since 2000, 2001. And when the recession hit 2008, between 2008 and 2010, I was cross training into a different industry because I was, I just needed work. And since I love tech stuff, I was like, Hey, might as well go all in. Right. And, uh, yeah, so I took some a plus net plus security plus web design, whole bunch of, uh, certification courses and, and geeked out. I ended up going back into the plumbing industry because, um, well, that's where my strengths were, and, and frankly, it was better pay than the, the digital game. But uh, yeah, I, I was, so one. I guess you could like fast forward into about 2015 was when I had my first paying customer, which was pretty exciting. When somebody was like, "Hey, you want to do my my website for me?" And it was another plumbing buddy of mine, he, just a local residential plumber, and he was like, uh, "Can you help me get on Google?" And so I, I did it for like peanuts for him. You know, I, I was like, "Yeah, 50 bucks, man." I'll, I'll take care of it. And then sure enough, I had next thing you know, I had three or four plumbers asking me to do their SEO and their websites for them. So long story oh, short, kind of. No, that's great. Thing. I mean, you tied, 
you combined both worlds, right? You combined the stuff you had learned in the digital uh, with the stuff you were doing prior. So that's, that's the best way to get started. Uh, So what, for for those 50, with that 50 bucks, like what did that do for you? And and how did that truly change the course? You you? know, it's funny too, because I, um, you never actually think about charging to help somebody out for free. You know, when it's, when it's a buddy, I've had buddies of mine that like have worked on my car and I just give them like a six pack of beer, you know? And they're like, yeah, we, we sit and, and drink the six pack together while they work on my car for me. Right. So usually when you're helping out somebody, you don't really think about it until you actually have that cash in your hand and you're like, holy cow, somebody just paid me to do something. I could probably turn this into something. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it, that second when it becomes tangible, when you get your first customer or your first client, then you're like, you know, I, I think I might be able to I think I might be able to make this happen. Um, I didn't really take advantage of it at the time because I had a full time job making um, guys like 75 grand a year uh, in the plumbing industry. So I wasn't looking to wasn't looking to quit. I just thought it was cool to have a little side hustle, a little side income, making a little extra cash on the side, you know. Absolutely. I think, you know, nowadays side hustles are such a, a common thing, you know, and what's cool is you were able to take one strength from an industry that, I mean, let's just think, let's just say it, plumbing isn't really digital, right? And you were able, you were able to take something that wasn't digital and kind of make that a side hustle digital thing for yourself. Absolutely, man. And it's funny that you say that too, because um, there's a, like plumbers are really old school. And my strength was in like commercial plumbing. I didn't even deal with the residential plumbers. They were just happened to be people that um, I rubbed doubles with over the years. Um, but they're all old school. Like none of them know any tech, like none whatsoever. It, it, it was like, had I gone into that niche, that, which is kind of ironic because I, I, I never actually expanded once I started my agency. I didn't expand out into the plumbing niche. I kind of went in different directions. But um, it was funny because none of those guys had any idea uh, how, how to do it. So it was like, it was like shooting fish in a barrel, I, I, I should say. It was really easy to talk them into doing it for them. However, they did not appreciate it. Now, that was the biggest hurdle, right? Because obviously they know they need it but they don't understand the value of it, right? They don't understand the perception of it because it's all, it's all foreign to them. They don't understand how important it is to rank in Google or, or to run Facebook ads or to, to build your brand online as opposed to the old fashioned traditional billboard method, you know, or newspaper method or, or TV commercials or whatnot. Um, so a lot of them didn't appreciate the work I was putting into it because SEO takes a long time, right? It doesn't happen overnight. It takes like six months, sometimes a year before you start seeing really good results. So when they're paying you, I had a couple guys that were paying me a few hundred dollars a month and they're not seeing results right away. They kind of feel like they're being scammed, right? So there was that hurdle that I was, I was facing. And so I eventually had to like, I can't, I can't go with people that are ignorant in this. I have to go with people that just don't have time to do it themselves. So that was like the transition to an actual business versus a side hustle. Because when I was trying to sell to plumbers, that um, those plumbers, they, like I said, they didn't value it, but they, uh, so let's put it this way. The other, uh, other companies that like uh, even IT guys, they know how to do SEO. They just don't have time to do it. They're too busy doing all these other projects. So those guys are going to be more likely to actually pay me real money because they understand the value and the worth versus the, the plumbers. So once I actually transitioned into people that knew they needed it, it was, it was a little bit easier to, 
to get the business going. Yeah. I mean, I think we've all learned a little bit from, uh, you know, Steve Larson and Russell Brunson. Right. And you know, oh, yeah. those are the people that we want to, to really work with. They're, they're problem aware, right. They're, they're solution aware. And, and they, so they see the value in it just like your IT guys see the value in the SEO stuff. Right. Because yeah. uh, if, if they're problem aware and solution aware, then, and then they just, they, they look for that desire. They look for that person that can get them to the end result that they want. Right. Yeah. So man. definitely, uh, I, I know I, I learned that from, from Steve and, and Russell for sure. So, uh, so speaking of the virtuous industries, um, walk us through like, uh, it, you know, exactly what, what you do there and, and how you've grown your business and what's the favorite part about your business or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so virtuous industries was, was gosh, man, it's, it's a really interesting story on how it got started. Um, <laughs> it really is because like I said, it was a side hustle that turned into a, an agency. I wasn't actually trying to, to start an agency. Um, I was actually trying to start an electronics company. Okay. This is the funny really? part of it. Yeah. Cause I was like, if I'm going to start a business for anything, I'm more into the hardware side, the tech side, you know, I'm like, I love that. I'm, I'm like a kid in the candy store when I go to Best Buy. Right. That's right. the kind of nerd stuff I like. I like the, the, the gadgets and gizmos. So I actually bought a whole bunch of tablets from China and um, I started a company. It was called Luminous. Um, and I know this is a podcast, but if, if you guys ever post this on YouTube, I actually have one. I was going to ask. So it's, all, it's all funny. This was one of the boxes of the tablet, Luminous. That was my wow. brand. That was the tablet that we sold. It was really cool. I actually have one. Oh, I do. Hold on. So this was the, this is one of the, the versions I had, it was like the um, surface pro or something. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's pretty much a knockoff of the surface pro. Um, for, so, for all our listeners, you get one luminous tablet. No sugar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so obviously what does this have to do with a marketing agency? Right? So I was, I got into marketing for myself it was like, obviously, cause I wanted to promote my own product. That was why I started learning all of the, the texts and, not necessarily SEO and stuff like that, but sales funnels and um, Facebook ads and Google ads because I was trying to learn how to sell my my electronics company. And as I'm doing this and I'm growing my my company, which I'm not, I'm losing money hand over fist. Every time I sold one of those things, I lost money because everybody was competing on price, right. right? And I wish that I knew about click funnels back then because that was in 2016 was when that happened. And so I had a few people, obviously the side hustle, making me money on the side, which was Virtuous Industries. And then I had Luminous, which was the, the dream, the goal that I wanted to do. And one was making me money, Virtuous Industries, versus the other one that was sucking money out of my pocket, which was Luminous. And I actually had to, uh, it was in 2018, was when I finally had to put a, put a nail in the head of Luminous. I don't want to say I put a nail in the head of it. I, I put it on hold because I had to evaluate, um, in 2016 or no, it was 2018 was when I got my very first high ticket client. Um, and actually 2018 in December was when I quit my full-time job because more money was coming in doing, um, websites and running ads for other people. Um, then the electronics company wasn't making me any money, it was losing money. So that was when I had to make a choice because I started to hate my job. My, there was a whole bunch of stuff that was going wrong in my job in corporate America. I was just becoming my enemy. And 
I, so I had to make this decision. I was like, I, I have to, I have to stop treating this like a side hustle and go all in. So I went all in on both of them. And all of a sudden I started watching my 401k go from up here. Cause I was, it was all savings in 401k. Right. And when you have a money, a business like luminous, that was, that was hemorrhaging money left and right. Um, I was watching my, all of my funds deplete through all of um, the beginning of 2019. I, I, I had to, I had to make a choice. I was like, Nope, I got to go in, all in on the agency. And mm. so I killed luminous and I've been, I've been going strong with the agency since. That's, I mean, one, just to recognize that I think yeah. a lot of people um, would let their pride get in the way a little bit and say, I can do it. I can do it. I don't want to. Oh, I did, man. I, yeah. I honestly feel like I did. Like I did it way too late. I should have done it a lot sooner. But Got it. You're right. You're right. I finally figured it out. No. So, you know, what's, what's interesting is the learnings. I, I'm sure there was a ton of learnings that you took from, you know, the company of the one you closed because you needed yeah. to be able to market and you had to do that yourself. And yeah. then you understood, Hey, there's probably other people out there like you that don't know how to do that. Very similar to what you do with the plumbing. Right. Yeah. And you were able to then take that skill based out of something that you needed yourself to then help other people that were kind of in the same spot you were. Exactly. Yes. Oh, and that's, that's huge too. That one's probably the most gratifying for me is, is that there's a lot of people just starting out and over the course of the last, we can go ahead and say 10 years now since the recession over the course of the 10 years where I was figuring all this stuff out, I remember like, like it was yesterday, those pain points that I, that I went through, you know what I mean? So when I see somebody else going through that, I jump right in head first. I'm like, Hey, 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 don't do that. You know, stop doing shiny object syndrome. Stop jumping on all these different projects. Focus on one thing. I love jumping in and helping people because yeah, it's very painful making those mistakes because you literally have to give up on your dream. You know what I mean? Like I did with the electronic company. I don't want to say I gave up on it. I'm going to, I'm going to resurrect it one of these days, but um, yeah, it sucks having to, having to say goodbye or, or admit failure to a learning lesson. So anything, anything that I can help people to avoid doing that, I'm, I'm all about it. Thanks. So what's your, your favorite part of, of virtuous? What's uh, you know, is it the SEO? Is it the oh, man. Uh, one-on-one stuff? It's a, you know, the building sales funnels, like kind of where, where's your, your heart go to sales funnels have taken over, man. Um, yeah. I understand why Russell Brunson loves it so damn much. <laughs> that I'm guy, with you. He's awesome, dude. But it's fun. It's fun to build. Um, so like actually to incorporate what I was doing with Luminous, because since I was, lo- I was losing money on the tablets, so I actually started drop shipping with Luminous. Um, so buying from China, so I didn't have to handle the product because um, I, I was trying to be more profitable. So I ended up learning drop shipping and Shopify and all that stuff as well. And um, I wish to God that I knew about sales funnels back then when I was doing that because making more money on the back end is how you get profitable. And that's like the, the key route to a sales funnel, right? right? And because I didn't know that, that's why Luminous failed. Had I known that, Luminous would be a million dollar company right now without a, without a doubt, you know, a multi-million dollar company. But so now I can do it for other people. And that's what I'm, I'm doing. I actually have several clients that where I'm building funnels for them and helping them make more profit on the back end. And that's so gratifying. It's just doing something for yourself. You're doing it for other companies. And to me, that's just like, it's the coolest thing ever. 
All right, Jason, you know, I, I think I think most of our audience are familiar with funnels because we've talked about that a lot, but you've you've talked a little bit about the back end sales a couple times. Yeah. Maybe you could enlighten our listeners a little bit about what you actually mean by that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um there's several different aspects to a back end sale, right? Like you can have a back end sale when somebody buys something after they've purchased something already. And another back end sale could be if a customer purchased something from you and then a month later they come back and, and buy something that would be considered like a lifetime value of a customer. Um, so anytime they come and they, they buy on the back end, it's considered a back end sale. Now, the reason why this is so important. And again, I did not know this when I was doing luminous was every time I ran an ad to sell a product that people didn't know about it increases the cost of that customer. Right. And you, if you ever watch shark tank, for um, Kevin O'Leary, he's like really adamant about that. You got to know your customer acquisition cost, your CAC. You got to know what that that cost is to acquire a customer, right? So in my case with like Luminous, it was really outrageous. Um, like each tablet was like 250 bucks and the cost to acquire a customer was getting up there to about like 250, $300, which anybody who knows ads, that's the worst customer acquisition cost that you could possibly have, right? Honestly, a good customer acquisition cost, you're, you're looking in the lower, like in the dollars range, $10, $20, right? $5 for, to acquire a customer. Um, so when it's costing you a couple hundred dollars to acquire one customer, you're doing something incredibly wrong. Now, with that being said, the sales funnel method with like Russell Brunson and the way that he talks about it is that you can potentially lose money on the front end and have that expensive customer to acquire as long as you're making more profit on your back end, right? So if I'm selling, um, again, I'll use Luminous as an example. I love, I love Luminous and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it back one of these days. Um, if I were to sell a smaller, cheaper product on the front end, I'm more likely to get a sale faster, right? And build my email list. Um, so if I had something like, um, like a, a cell phone case, you know, like luminous designs or something like that and sell it on the front end, I'm more likely to at least break even if not have some kind of small profit, I'll still be upside down, but I'll, I'll have some kind of front end profit. And that's what a front end is. So once you sell that product, then you can take them boom in the sales funnel. Here's something else. Right. And in my case, it would have been tablets. And if they were part of my email list, I could have sold them tablets through the email sequence. And this is stuff that I didn't know about when I first got into it, right? Um, but that's the difference is that the more you sell on the back end, the more you're making the average cost, or excuse me, the average value of the customer higher, right? So let's, let's put it in, in simple numbers. Let's simplify it. If your, customer, if your cost to acquire a customer is, we'll make up an imaginary number and we'll say $50. If your cost to acquire customers 50, but your average customer value is a hundred, you're profitable, right? right? If you're selling the average customer a hundred dollars worth of stuff and it costs you $50 to acquire that customer, you're, you're good. You're good to go. And that's what back-end sales do. And that's why sales funnels are so powerful because they allow you to have those back-end sales online, right? Yeah. And then... And honestly, I mean, you might make a hundred dollars from them on a back end sale, but because they're now on your list, yeah. I mean, you could make thousands of them Whoa. over the course of several yeah. years, right? Yeah. So definitely know. the beauty of that. All right. That's, so yeah, a couple LTV things really. I want to dive into, Jason. Um, mm -hmm. And but I want to start with 
our favorite question, my favorite question that we, I get to do for this show, uh, and it's about hindsight. Um, okay. So, you know, so, so if you, everyone's talked and heard hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So if you had perfect hindsight, if you could go back and give yourself advice, uh, what kind of advice would you give yourself and, and when would you have gone back? Oh, man, that, that's such a great question because there's so many things. Um, but at the same time, a lot of those things help me learn. So it's kind of like, ah, what would I change? Um, so I think like the biggest one, actually, I would stop, I would go back and yell at the old version of me that was calling everything a scam. I would go and punch that guy in the nose and tell him, Hey, you need to be open-minded. Stop calling everything a scam. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Cause when, and honestly, I understand why we do that as human beings. Um, there are people trying to take advantage of you. There are sketchy things out there. Um, but when you walk into it with that mentality, you've already lost, Yeah. right? You're, you're already closing doors that could have been open. And just for example, let's take the dream 100, for example. Um, there were uh, people that are now like really famous gurus. I'm not going to drop any names, but um, they, I was actually on the phone with them back before they were gurus, right? Like they would jump on a, on a call and they were trying to help me sell my tablets. And, um, I was like, yeah, I, I feel like you're just trying to sell me something. I can't believe like I even uttered those words. It's like yeah. looking back, I'm like, of course they're trying to sell you something. Why wouldn't they be trying to sell you something? That's ridiculous. But I was so skeptical and so hesitant that I ended up not having an opportunity today. Now, let me reiterate on that. Let me emphasize on that because Russell Brunson talks about the dream 100. So does Dana Derrick's, um, the dream 100 is so unbelievably powerful, right? Like these people have millions of people on their followers list, right? Their YouTube channels and stuff like that. Just one simple shout out is going to drive so much traffic to your platform, right? So that guru that I was skeptical on buying there, I think it, um, it was like a $500 course at the time. Um, I was so skeptical that I didn't. I washed my hands of them. I called them a scam artist and I left. Now they're famous. Now they have millions of followers. Had I taken them and been one of their first people success stories or whatever, been a case study for them, they'd be my friend today. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I burned a bridge that didn't need to be burned just because I was skeptical. So that, that's one of the things that in hindsight, I wouldn't be, I'm not as skeptical anymore. If someone's willing to talk to me or someone's saying something, I actually listen now. So that's, that's probably like the biggest thing for me. I think that's important, you know, um, listening. I think that's the, the biggest piece and open-minded. You know, yeah. I've, I've, uh, <clears throat> I, I've considered myself very open-minded. Um, I fail to listen. You know, my wife will love that I said that. So there you go. <laughs> it's, it's, it's recorded. Um, but um, let's, let's kind of shift gears for one quick second. And, you know, and just kind of talk about FHL. What was some of your biggest takeaways from that event? I mean, that was, that was my first event. That was Corey's first event. Uh, and that uh, overwhelming. Yes. I mean, yeah. but the amount of value and knowledge that we left with, holy smokes, right? Yeah. Overwhelming, right? right? Yeah. 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 So what was some of your biggest takeaways from it? Um, so first of all, like Prince EA is, is on my dream, uh, dream 100 list because there, there's reasons why I was trying to start my luminous company, the hardware. There's a software that I'm eventually going to develop as well. 
um, and because I want to try to fix the school systems. Um, it's it, that one's like a huge uh, macro goal, right? That's like ten years from down the road. But uh, Prince EA is like on my Dream 100 list, and because he is always talking about how broken the school system is, and I'm like, yeah, it is, dude. Plus, he even made that one video at at FHL, which was um, how the corporate America is even broken, right? Yeah, and, it was actually why I went. Oh, is, is he the reason you went? Yeah, he's awesome, dude. I, I love I love him, man. And I gotta tell you, so his my biggest takeaway was the fact that like. Um, I didn't realize how, how do I phrase this? How thin the barrier is between, um, and I don't want to call him a celebrity. Let's call him um, an influencer. We'll call him an influencer. Um, but he's still a celebrity of sorts, right? And this perception that there was this barrier between a guy like him and a guy like myself, right? And so I don't know if that's a takeaway from FHL, but it was a huge realization for myself in the, in that, moment when I was shaking his hand and actually having a conversation with him. Right. I was, and, and he was just a normal guy. I was like, wow, you have like all these millions of followers and you're sitting here and you're talking to me. He was actually interested in my ideas for the book that I'm writing. Right. And I'm like, That's wow, awesome. it's nuts. I'm, I'm actually sitting here having a conversation. So it was, it was a great perception breaker for me that the world isn't as gigantic as I thought it was. Right. Like people are, are a, a phone call away or um an email away whatever so to speak so yeah there was so many i mean what 600 plus people cross the stage to win their two comic cup right oh, and man. they sit around all of us in the same room with the other 5000 people on the yeah. same seats and you're like oh there's a uh, yeah. multi-millionaire sitting right yeah. next to me and they're all just have there to learn. They're all just there engaged. They're all just there to yeah. network. Like it's the exact same as, as, as you and I were and Ron, like we were, we, yeah. it didn't matter. And so that, that barrier piece is pretty amazing because yeah. um, you know, from all the speakers out there, like, yeah, they got on stage and did their thing, but then they were just in the crowd with us, right? Like they were doing yeah. the, the rest of it. Um, and Prince EA and Tom Bayou, Bill you, he like, same thing out there talking to everybody that he possibly yeah. could. Like it was, it was incredible for sure. Um, all right, yeah. Jason. So virtuous industries. Um, and, and I hear you have, have an offer you might be able to, uh, share with our audience. Have you, have you heard of our podcast in our, yeah, I was, I was going to ask you about the podcast in our man. I, I, that's something really cool. I think I can get on board with that. Okay, perfect. So <laughs> what we will do then, what we'll do next is uh, we will, we're going to bring you back for the next uh, episode and we're going to let you basically own the stage, own the floor and uh, teach us. So uh, how's that sound? Sounds great, man. I'd love to. And uh, we're actually going to, you will be the first person that we are going to introduce video with our podcast on our at awesome. com. Cool. I know that I, I'm, I'm used to doing webinars. Webinars are definitely a great way to uh, get your, get your voice out there and get, and get people to engage with you. It's one of the, one of the best systems that are out there. So I've never actually done a podcast before. This is literally my first podcast, by the way. Nice. So. nice. <laughs> well, and before we end this particular part of the show, I'm going to touch one l little thing for anybody that hasn't gone to funnel hacking live. Um, and listening to Corey and you talk about all these people sitting in the same room. Yeah. Um, they are so approachable. 
Uh, Everyone's extremely highly competitive, but understand they're not competitive with each other and everyone will help you however you want to be helped. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a cool community. Yeah. I love it. man. I I, I couldn't believe it. They're, they're all just, uh, yeah. Bump into them, start, start a conversation like nothing. It's awesome. All right. So definitely, uh, I know I was grateful to get to know you at, uh, Funnel Hacking Live and, and you were one of the few people that we had a conversation virtually for like two minutes uh, prior to us showing up and then we got to meet in person and, and now I see us doing more work together in the future. Uh, so, uh, and that starts tomorrow. So everyone, uh, Jason is going to uh, teach us all a little bit uh, coming up here next. All right. Awesome. Thanks everyone. Thanks, Talk Chris. to you soon. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed getting to know Jason a little bit better. I know I sure did. Yeah, guys, uh, he, he's just a genuine person and truly loves helping people. And, and I think we you know, were able to pick that out almost right away when we started connecting with him at FHL. Yeah, and so, you know, and it's one of those things where we told him a little bit about what were things that we we're doing and he's like, wait, I wanna be involved, right? Yeah. And so we have a special treat for everyone. I know, I can't wait. And normally we have two takeaways, but I definitely want to make sure that uh, I don't give anything away. So I think we're going to just ease tomorrow. What do you think? Sounds great. So special event over the next few days. Our next, a little bit into deep diving of Jason's business, Virtuous Industries. So uh, definitely... We'll put the links in there for you to check it out online, but definitely come back tomorrow and uh, and he- start to hear all about it. Guys, we're looking forward to joining you again tomorrow, and we thank you for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.